I'm Cesar Rubio, five-time past master of Palm Springs Laws number 693, and this is Masonic Muscle, where we focus on the strongest aspect of Freemasonry, a virtuous education of the mind, fortifying it with wise and serious truths, encouraging all brethren to increase their level of fitness one degree at a time, making exercise and study a cornerstone of your daily routine, because Freemasonry is work. When you put in the work, you get closer and closer to the point within the circle. Masonic muscle, we give you more light, but no light weights. We're here to pump you up, body, mind, and soul. Welcome back. We are at Jeb's house once again. We're recording, stirring up some, you know what? I think we should start this one off by defining. So in, in the Trivium Discussion Group, when we practice it, one of the biggest and most important elements is defining terms. Because if we are using certain words, but the other party doesn't understand the words that we're using and how we're using them, the communication is going to break down really quick. So let's start off by defining a term here or defining not necessarily a term but define what what is and what is not freemasonry Interesting. and let's start off by reading this one of the most useful practical definitions that comes to mind is from the articles of union of the united grand lodge of england adopted in 1813 at the union of the two then existing english grand lodges this document states the following it is declared and pronounced that pure ancient masonry consists of three degrees and no more, vis-a-vis those of entered apprentice, the fellow craft, and the master mason, including the supreme order of the Holy Royal Arch. It is significant to point out that under this definition, the Royal Arch was not considered to be a degree in and of itself, but the completion of the master mason's degree. Okay. So in here, we have a definition of what Freemasonry is and what it is. Well, that, that can't be true because um, it doesn't say anything about the Scottish Rite, and they are the College of Freemasonry. So what does it say about the Scottish Rite? So let's continue. That consideration arose out of one of the sources of the division between the two Grand Lodges, and the understanding of this nuanced definition is clear to all Royal Arch Masons. The question over the royal arch and its place in relation to the three degrees of the craft is not within the range of our concern. Different jurisdictions have made and will make their own decisions as regards that relationship. It is even more significant to point out, for the purpose of our definition, that the United Grand Lodge of England now clarifies their modern definition of Freemasonry to state that while there are other Masonic bodies and degrees in existence, they are not basic to Freemasonry, and their ranks have no standing with the craft or royal arch. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me that when the Grand Lodges of England united, and that's not discussing the Scottish Grand Lodges, they mentioned the royal arch degrees, but did I miss the Scottish Rite degrees somewhere? No, you did not miss it because they did not, they are saying that that is not Masonry. That's, that's interesting. That is not masonry according to the Articles of Union, which are a fact, which were signed by the two battling Grand Lodges of the time because they were, they were battling over the Royal Arch, the, that final sure. uh, degree. 
So to answer your question, you know. Interesting. Now, which brings us up to a very important point that we began to discuss in our last episode, which was a charter. Because when the... So that was Gibson's phone, but we're back. So yeah. the charter. My apologies. Right before, right before uh, you know, the, that little interruption there. Uh, what is a charter? I've gone over this before in another podcast, but it's worth going over again because of what we're going to discuss and why. So according to our very own Grand Lodge documentation, a charter is an instrument emanating from a Grand Lodge and in this jurisdiction signed by the Grand Master and Grand Secretary, authorizing certain brethren therein named, when duly assembled, to initiate, pass, and raise all good men and true who may apply for the purpose and whom they may find worthy. Now, this came about later on. When the original four and some say six older lodges in England got together, and there was way more lodges than that, they got together and they decided to form the Grand Lodge they didn't have what we consider a charter. Correct. They just had the old regulations and the rules and regulations of masonry. And the majority of them had the legend of masonry. right? Which I believe all that. Anderson's constitution. Sure. So there, there wasn't anything like this, what we just read. But your question is even more specific concerning the charter. Well, uh, my question is, is very simple. Is that you know, I understand that we were granted... The charter by the Grand Lodge of California, but how did the Grand Lodge of California become the Grand Lodge of California? Who gave them their charter? Because when we look at it and we discuss it, you know, and discussing it with you, you're more of a historian than I am, and you do a lot of the research. You know, yes, in, in 1717 is considered the the birth of modern Freemasonry, right? Correct. Um, and that's when the Grand Lodges of the, the lodges of, of England got together. But in going back to whatever year, it was 18-whatever, you know, in California, because I think we became a state in what, 1850, you know, there, there was masonry certainly in this area, territory. I mean, back when it was part of Spain and Mexico. But, you know, how did the Grand Lodge come about? And from what you've told me, it's just some lodges got together similar to England. Four or five lodges got together. They held a meeting and decided, we're going to start a Grand Lodge. And, uh, brother, and then issue charters to other like-minded men who start lodges. Brother Jeff Bear and I are going to be doing some episodes going into that because there are some mysteries in there. And going into more de detail what you just explained. But basically, that's how it happened. The same way it happened in England in 1717 is the same way it happened in California and the interesting thing about it is that you had many different Masons coming over for the gold rush. From everywhere. From everywhere, coming with either their charters or their dispensations. And somewhere in there in the frenzy to find gold, because that was the impetus to come over here to begin with, these brothers said, hey, let's form a Grand Lodge. Let's get together and form a... But, but, but why? Why? And then... Like you said, who gave them the authority? Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing about it, the things that we do now are under the charter that was issued to us in 1947 by the Grand Lodge of California, correct? Yes. And in that charter, it says that we must, you know, 
pass, abide, abide by you know rules. But in the reality, well, of the, it charter? Is, the, the charter, the charter, yeah, the charter is very well. It's it, simple. It just says we must. It says no, no. It doesn't say we must. It says authorizing the, the, the charter is this, and then it's authorizing, authorizing okay. certain brethren. My mistake. They're in name when duly assembled to initiate, pass, and raise all good men and true who may apply for the purpose and whom the brethren may find worthy. So there are some two very specific things Certainly. there. So. so so, continuing on with that theme, mm -hmm. you know, for me, what's there are so many clandestine lodges in all these areas um, that California doesn't recognize, but what's to stop, you know, <coughs> five, six, seven brethren from starting another Grand Lodge? I don't know that. I, I, because if the way you read it is that you know, just some, some like-minded men got together and said, here's what we're going to do and we're going to call it that. Now, granted, if somebody else did that today, would they be recognized by California? Certainly not. Would they be recognized by other states? Countries? Maybe. There are, I know for a fact, you know, lodges around that are the Orient. They admit women. They are not recognized by California. They cannot, they cannot come into our lodges and meet, and we cannot go to their lodges. But they're here anyway. So what are, They have lodges. So if they can, if, if, they, if they don't recognize these lodges, then what was... Then in a, a few episodes or issues back of the California Masons, they, they had the, the Lady Masons or something like that? Like, well, you, haven't you seen that special on... Um, on a, it's a video on YouTube. I don't know who made it about the um, women's lodge in England and the, and the female Grand Lodge that they have. But also, you know, California didn't recognize Prince Hall for until when? Uh, 1989 to 1990. Right? Yeah. So now we can visit. Yeah. But, but, but you know, I mean, that's fairly well. But, but they were functioning is what you're saying. They've been functioning yeah. for what? 100 years? Yeah. 200 years? Yeah. So, you know, we've all known about it. We've all gone around and considered everyone brothers. But the leadership... Of whatever there's, other side you want to look at it, you know they they have their own fine traditions and what they do, and we have ours. You know, we recently met a brother from Canada, and we were discussing the gloves and the cuffs mm -hmm. that they would wear, um, that we do not wear, and they follow um, York Rite, and we don't really, I don't really think of our lodge as being York Rite, but he says a lot of the work we do is very comparable to the York Rite work that they do. So I'm guessing that would be different from an ancient free and accepted lodge. There's a clear distinction. That's why they're calling it York Rite Masonry. It's funny that you should mention that because in the history of the formation of California Masonry, Grand Lodge of, of California, there was some kind of battle between the ancient York Rite Masons here in California that were trying to formulate a Grand Lodge before California formed a Grand Lodge. And there's even some uh, you know, circumstantial evidence that says that they did form California Grand Lodge of ancient York masonry months before California Grand Lodge was formed. All right, well, it's all very interesting. Like if you go on the web and you type in Grand Lodge of California, one site pops up and it says the Grand Lodge of Southern California. Now being a freedom accepted mason in California, I know that to be not true. Mm -hmm. But somebody has put that website, they have the domain name, and they've put that out. Now, there's no lodge locator or really any more information about it that you can follow. And it might just be some you know, false flag bogus website. But it's interesting that in a state this large, 
you know, that, that pops up when you type in, you know, California Grand Lodge. California Grand Lodge of Southern, no, Grand Sp Lodge of Southern California. If you, if, you write, if you type in Grand Lodge of California, a site pops up, Southern California Grand Lodge. You know, and that's relatively nothing. But again, if you go to any large area, there are clandestine lodges yeah. all over. Yeah. I remember uh, when I first joined Freemasonry, uh, within a year or two, I was hearing some of the older Masons talk about that they knew of a uh, clandestine lodge there in Palm Springs. They even knew where it was meeting, but they, they just mentioned it to say, don't go there. Sure, sure, right. I understand that. Well, yeah. how often have you met a brother that, you know, says he's a brother, but he can't answer any of the questions in just a casual conversation? Uh, quite a few times. Yeah, and, and some of it could be genuinely, you know, they were older and they'd forgotten. But a lot of times it's younger men and they're trying to pass themselves off and, you know, they can't. You know, they, they can't pass the, the test. What's your real uh, issue, though, with the charter? Well, it's, it's interesting to say because our lodge has had its charter suspended. Um, and we've given, been given specific instructions. But, you know, my, 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 my question, I guess, would be, why do we need the charter? Again, it goes back, I mean, it goes back to what I said. If Grand Lodge wasn't here, would masonry go away? And everyone that I asked that question to says the same answer. Well, no, there would still be masonry at the local level. Mm-hmm. And that's the truth. And, and I have yet to meet anyone that can refute that. Granted, we may not get the ritual exactly the same everywhere, but I've visited a lot of lodges and the ritual isn't the same. <laughs> you know? So we're already meeting that requirement. So we're already there, you know. <laughs> you know Touche. You sitting in the east, you know, I, I've done, I've missed ritual, and I've seen your eyebrow, your brow furl, and you're like, you know, Gibson. Yeah. You know, really? Come on. And I'm like, yeah, sorry, where shit, yeah. you know, shit happens. Yeah. Um, but the reality is, you know, with 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 all the tribulations our lodge has, has gone through, you know, what is Grand Lodge? brought to our table. Have they given us good counsel? I can't say that they have. Have they been straightforward and honest with us? I can't say that either. Have they shown leadership? No. But have they, you know, done the opposite of those things without delving into it? Yeah, so if there was another lodge and you started out, what's to stop the brethren that are disenfranchised from starting a lodge and starting their own grand lodge. Will California recognize them? No. Will that make the, the ritual any less impressive or significant? No. Will that, if they donate money to charity, will that, you know, will, they, will people say, no, no, we're not taking your money? Now, you're not recognized by the grand lodge of California. California, so therefore... No. So therefore, we don't want your check. Um, you know, no. So, again, it goes back to me asking the question that, you know, masonry, it's not one size fits all. And California is a very large state. So, you know, why is it always that we're deferring to the Grand Lodge of California? Do we, did we obligate ourselves to that, you know, to an extent? Yes. But when they're not, when they're not um, following through themselves... Yeah, you know, most of us kind of have a problem with that. 
And again, these are just, you know, my thoughts, you know, my opinions based off of the things that we've gone through over the last few years and my experience in, you know, in, in masonry um, for the last 20 plus years. But now, you know, you have to ask yourselves those questions, don't you? I mean, I mean, aren't we taught, you know, in masonry to ask a question? Yes. You know, is there a problem with me asking these questions? Why is it that, you know, all people in Grand Lodge are threatened by this 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 question, you know, it used to be, you know, we discussed this the other day, you know, masonry was, you know, founded during the, the enlightenment, you know, for the modern definition of Freemasonry. And they've, you know, they're, a lot of them are responsible for the um, United States of America taking the direction it took. A lot of the philosophies, a lot of the things that they believed in, we believe in. And, you know, those are all good things. But now, you know, we don't discuss those things anymore. I mean, look what's going on in the world. Look, look what's happening to us, look, Texas, other states, um, our national politics, our state politics, our local politics. You know, I mean, I have questions. Why is it we don't discuss these things as men that are free thinking and are educated? Why is it, why is it forbidden? Why is it that, you know, if I, if I raise a question, why does somebody call me a name or label me? And I'm just asking a simple question. Why is it I'm now a problem that needs to be taken care of when I'm just putting forth an idea? Hmm. I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong. I'm just putting forth a thought and an idea that I want to hear what you have to say or the brother in Alaska or the brother in Texas. Mm -hmm. And isn't that what we used to do? We would sit around in a tavern and discuss the critical events of the day. And show some leadership. I mean, look at the signatures of the Declaration of Independence. All leaders. Leaders of men that put their money where their mouth was. If they'd have lost, they'd have been killed. So, you know, why can't we have that conversation? Why is it that, you know, that you know, people circle the wagons and are, and are afraid to have that conversation and they put forth their own narrative, which I find is, I find is, is incorrect. Yep. The lectures and some of the lessons of Freemasonry, I, I think, speak directly to that. It seems like we've gone we've gone away, away from that from though, that. because it's it's again my opinion. You know, they they want you to follow the lectures and the ritual. You know, we all know what it is if you're mm -hmm. a Mason that's been had three degrees, um, and if you were a first degree or second degree, you know some of it. But then does, does our leadership follow that same, um, you know, do they, do they practice what they preach? Do they follow that same ritual? Some do, some don't. Some interpret it differently. But, you know, um, you know being, a, being, a good, being of good rapport, I don't think that's open to interpretation. You know, extending a helping hand, I don't think that's open to interpretation. So, you know, do those things always happen? You know, they, they don't, which leads me back to my question. We've got this charter. It's been taken away. Who let them? Who said it was okay for them? You know, they, they didn't vote on taking away our charter. One man made that decision based off of what another one man said. And then it, they said, well, it's, it's, it's very democratic because annual, annual communication they can they uphold that or reject it. 
So let's talk about that now. And let's be honest. You and I have both been to Grand Lodge. Yeah, they don't reject anything. They just rubber stamp the things. So who's holding them accountable? Who do they answer to? I know they, they answer to Grand Lodge. We are Grand Lodge. But that's not necessarily true, is it? Because you need to be a past master. So if the EAs can be in Lodge and the fellow crafts can be in Lodge, and now they can go to the homes without having to be a member for five years, why is it I, as a 20-plus year Master Mason, have no vote at Grand Lodge? Well, not only that, right, but you, even during the time that you were, took on and wore different hats, why couldn't you have a vote then, too? You were treasurer, you were, you know, a, a hall secretary, or you had multiple, you were doing multiple things. And I'm being held accountable for the CMCs, and I'm yeah. under investigation for two years, thank you. But again, you know, my question is, why can't we have a discussion about these things? Why is it they said no, they said no, they said no? Well, who checks them? Who's they? Hmm. You know, and, and so that's what makes me ask about the charter. It's in difficult times that you're forced to begin to see things in, under a different light. When, when times are good and times are easy, Ah, who cares about that, right? Sure. Who cares about that? Hey, we'll, we'll take care of that. But then when, when the tough times come and you're under pressure, under duress, you are forced to question a lot of things. You're, you're forced to go within and begin to ask these questions, have this conversation with yourself. I believe that it was a master of another lodge that no longer has a charter that was being told that they were going to do degrees. And that master got the charter and he began to read through it. And he had very astute observations about it. And he said, I read nowhere in here that tells me and the lodge that we have to do degrees. Certainly. Well, again, we've touched on this. The Grand Master visited the lodge. And again, mm -hmm. you know, very impressive. But he asked us, you know, what is, the, what is the purpose of a lodge? And some guys yelled out to make masons. And he said, well, that's part of it. Some guys said to do charity. Well, that's part of it. Other guys said to do ritual. Well, that's all part of it. But the reality is our job is not to go out and solicit membership and make masons. Our job is to take those who knock on the door and ask and then become their friends and talk to them and then see if they're a fit for us or another lodge and then introduce them to the craft. So if you're, if you're seeing, if you're going through that process, and in that process you see that they're just, they're just a butthead, they're just not going to be a good fit anywhere, why would you tell that member to go visit another lodge? They might be a, a better fit for them. Well, I've told you this story before, and I'll say it again. It goes back to you know, John Abernathy, um, you know, mm. God bless him, and some other men that I know. Who am I yeah. to say no? And let's, I'll take myself as an example. The man I was when I started masonry is not the man that I am today. And I'm a much better man today because of the people I associate with and the chance I was given. Mm. So who's to say, and I know you're, you're the same way, totally different. So who's to say that somebody coming in today isn't going to be the next grand master in 10 years, mm -hmm. given the opportunity and the fellowship and of learning from us. So before you say no to somebody, 
you really need to think hard because mm. you can't put three guys in a room and have them agree on everything. You and I are pretty close, and we don't agree on everything. Right. You know, and there are plenty of that. But it, does, it doesn't take away from the fact that we have a lot in common and we have some same philosophies. So, so I, I don't know. But again, going back to the charter, you know, I think over the, over the course of history, some of this has been kind of bastardized. And we've gotten away from some of the things that, you know, we shouldn't have gotten away from. And yes, times have changed and there's social media and there are certain things. But, you know, now you have someone that tells us, you know, that they want us to post everything on social media. Well, that's not who we are. That's not how I was ever brought up in masonry. And I'm not, even as a person, I don't have social media. You know, I'm not on TikTok. I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on Twitter or W or whatever the hell it's called now. Mm. You know, I don't go on Facebook every day. I don't, you know, you, you, you yelled at me for not liking <laughs> the podcast. I'm mm. like, oh, I don't need, it took me 25 minutes to figure out how to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a problem. You know, I don't do that. And I'm, I'm, 58, I'm 56 years old. I you know I'm not an old guy and I'm not a young guy, but, you know, I don't particularly do social media because for me, social media is crazy. Yeah, you know, everybody has an opinion and everybody's got a butthole. Mm. And I really don't care about yours. <laughs> And I'm sure there are a lot of people listening to me right now going, Rain Man, shut up. He's You're going an idiot. Off. Yeah. There he goes. He's Rain Manning again. So, you know, it, it's an opinion. Just because you read it on Wikipedia does not make it true. How do you see then uh, masonry in general beginning to bridge that gap again? I think masonry is going to come back down to the local level. I think that um, there's going to be lodges. There's going to be changes at Grand Lodge. I think one of the changes that's just kind of obvious to me is they need some oversight. You know, a Grand Master can't make a decision and let it ride for two years, Grand Master to Grand Master to Grand Master. You know, there needs to be a panel of you know, men that can say yes or no you know, within 60 days and then let annual communication look at it in October. But dragging it out for October is, I find, you know, ridiculous. You know, Congress has oversight of the other branches, right? We elect them every two years, you know, mm -hmm. they, they answer to our constituency, you know, but Grand Lodge does whatever they want. You know, we've got officers that have been up there for 15 plus years sitting in the same chair. Do you think that um, that's also, uh, you missed, you did mention it sort of in another episode that we, that we recorded where, you know, that Freemasonry is, a, is the last kingdom. Well, yeah, it's, it's, uh, he's the last, the, absolute, the last absolute ruler. Okay, so obviously that creates issues. Certainly. Like, and part of them are what you're discussing right now. So in, in revamping, or not, not really revamping, but just taking a look at Freemasonry now, now with new eyes. You want this chair here? No, no, no. no? Uh, you would have part of, okay, how do we bridge this gap? Well, you have to take a look at that right there. And that, okay, well, where do we get that? Well, that's old world, you know, feudalistic monarchy. Well, look at it um, this way. I think that had a place. At the time. In this state, when we were using the telegraph. And we had the, you know, the, 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 the mail took seven days. And you had to take a ship to New York because there was no way to cross the Continental Divide. So, you know, I understand. But now we have instantaneous communication. Right. You know, worldwide. Um, we, you know, during COVID, we had Zoom meetings. So there's no real reason to say, well, we're isolated. There could have even been a Zoom meeting, right, with, with, 
with some of the Grand Lodge officers. They could have us. they could have had a Zoom meeting with Grand Lodge officers, and we would have all attended. Mm-hmm. They didn't need, didn't need to come down. Did they do that? No. Did they offer? No. What what do we get? No. Grandmaster says no. They say no. I say no. Sorry. Yeah, but the way you say it is is I mean yeah that's that's the quick way, but in in reality it was agonizingly. 30 days later. Well, it was always 30 it was, it's, still, it was, it's still 30 days no, later. It, it was a no, a simple yes or no question. Right. It took 30 days to get your yes or no. And yeah. so... Well, that's, a, that's the communication, and that's been acknowledged. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, and, and I appreciate that. But the reality is, you know, it's come to the point now where if you're in a lodge listening to this thinking, wow, we kind of are in that same boat, mm-hmm. you know, then what do, we, what do we do about it? What, what did we do collectively as... Masons in California, because, because I've been told, along with my lodge, that this is how California masonry works, and if you don't like it, yeah, there's the door. So, you know, which takes me straight back to, you know, who is Grand Lodge? Well, we are. Why do we have Grand Lodge? You know, and, and so now you have to start to think about it. Why do we have a Grand Lodge? What do they bring to the table? Yeah, they're taking more and more of the administrative work away from the lodges and, and to there. But 25, 30 years ago, and some lodges still do it, we did our own books. We filed our own paperwork. Mm. Right? Yes. We um, had Limbashur, I believe. Hey, hey, come in. So now, you know, there's more, there's more, there's more, there's more questions than answers at the particular moment. And we have to look at things, you know, in a different light. And I think it's time to have a very honest and frank discussion with a lot of brethren that, that, need to, that need to pay attention to some of this stuff and say, where do we see ourselves going in the next 150 years? How do we get from there to here and then yeah. where do we see ourselves we know, going? We know where we started. We know where we are. Yeah. And we know we need to make some changes. What do we do about that? And, and that goes back, again, to the charter. You know, um, because you know as well as I do, we've been accused of having a clandestine lodge. Mm-hmm. The rumor goes around. And I laugh because there's no such thing as us having a clandestine lodge because we're still in the game. But the part that I really find, you know, ironic is that if there was a clandestine lodge, there wouldn't be a rumor because you wouldn't know. <laughs> you wouldn't have been invited. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just the truth. Yeah. You know, if you want to go back to the way we would have done it, you know, it would have been... You got, I mean, it just, yeah, no, yeah. there's steps that you take, and then that's it, right? You know, deal. they, you know, and, and I understand them being nervous because you know, we have the institutional knowledge we have, they can't erase that. We know we can do the ritual, it's not going away. We all have ciphers if we forget it, mm-hmm. you know, we all have the constitutions and we all have the bylaws that we've signed. You know, I find it interesting when we talk about this that does, did any of us sign the CMCs? No. Yeah. What did we sign? The Constitution and bylaws of our lodge. Of our lodge. But what are we being accused of and being held accountable to? The California Masonic Code. Which is what? Just it's a guideline. It's a guideline. It's yeah. It's 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 um it, the 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 what's in the ritual and the. Uh, constitution and bylaws is what well it goes back to what it goes back to what i'm saying when you become the master of your lodge or you sit in the the south or the west 
and you're being installed, what does the person, the, the master of the ceremony, what the installing officer, what does he hand to the master of ceremonies? A piece of paper with your qualifications. He is qualified to sit in that chair. Here are his qualifications. Mm. You and I both know what's on that paper. Which is? I, I don't care to discuss it, but you and I <laughs> both know, and every person that's a master mason that sits in this chair knows what's on that paper. And that's, that's just, there's no changing that. Yeah. You know, now maybe right. there are some lodges that are ancient information that have a scroll, mm-hmm. you know, and these, but, but basically, no. You know, so, you know, yes, I, I've taken the courses that they've asked me to take. Is it required? No. 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 Do they have to update it every three years? Not really. Mm. You know, so it's just your best effort, isn't it? So, again, let's go back to the charter. How did we get a charter? Some gentlemen got together and formed a club and they got a dispensation. Then they had more men come in and they met, they qualified, and they got a charter. A charter. 76 years ago. California Masonry, some guys got together and they made a Grand, Grand Lodge. Lodge. In 1717, mm-hmm. some guys got together and they created a Grand, a Grand Lodge. Well, why, why can't we meet and get together and have a convention? We can. Because we're clearly not on the same page with the California Grand Lodge. And they've told us point blank, this is California Masonry. You don't like it. There's the door. So if that's the feeling of the the Grand Lodge that I belong to, why would I stay? Why wouldn't I go do my own thing? They're going to expel me if it's a clandestine lodge. Do I care? And chances are, if you're successful in 25 years, they're going to come around and kiss your ass anyway, because I bet you you'd lose most of the California Masons would come down and join the new Grand Lodge. Um, I'm, I'm surprised at this point that we don't see more of that in, Cal- in the United States overall, because it's a big place. We can't be the only uh, state that's having these sorts of issues, hence. Colorado, hence Texas, Texas, hence, you know, some other states that are having their own issues. But it's all stemming from, I believe, the same, like, nexus of, of uh, problems and unanswered questions. Correct. Yeah, they, they, and they just keep well, going in a circle, in a circle, in a circle. I asked you a long, long time ago on one of the first podcasts, you know, the mm-hmm. first four or five, mm-hmm. you know, I've been lied to, I've been lied to. So when, when your Grand Lodge is not being truthful with you, who do you go to? And the question that we keep coming back to is, there's no one for us, hence the podcasts. Mm-hmm. You know, at least we can put it out there. Um, can they expel me or you? Yeah. Can they bring us up on charges? Sure. Will we have our day in court? Absolutely. But what people don't understand is that even if we were found not guilty, the Grandmaster can go, no, he's guilty and change it. And then he can set the punishment to whatever he wants. So that's why we talked about the absolute monarchy that's left. There's no, you know, there's no, there's no... Um, Checks and balances. At well, there's point, no, yeah. what you, what, I can't even think of the name now, but there's no, there's no, um, there's no appeal. You wait until the Grand Lodge meets and then they vote on it. But again, I've been in Grand Lodge when a brother asked for something. And it's very impressive to see they have, 
Where do the grandmasters sit? In their own section, mm-hmm. all together. They're not out amongst the brethren. They're in their own little area, mm-hmm. off to the left of the stage. The northeast and, corner. And, and they're all sitting there. And when they vote, they stand up as one. Not one of them remains seating. They all stand up as one. And they all vote in front of everybody, up or down. Yeah, your name. Yeah, your name. And there's no 50-50. There's no 10 or yes and five or no. It's all for one and one for all. Mm. And I'm telling you, that's powerful to see when you look at the years of leadership that is there and they all say yes. I mean, I watched this one guy and he deserved for what he, he deserved to be out. You know, he, um, he had a Masonic conduct with a, a member's he, wife. He had a secret social? Yeah, yeah a secret social, yeah. Oh. But even then, you know, the couple, they had reconciled, and I don't even know, he'd apologized. Even the guys that, threw, that voted him out we're like, no, no, he's, he can come back. He, we've, you know, he's a good guy. He's oh, the about, Lodge. The, the Lodge, the lodge itself yes. was yeah. on his side. Mm-hmm. He got up, apologized everybody, and they were like, <laughs> You know, and yeah. that's truly, you know, that's truly how it goes. So, you know, when somebody says to me, well, the Grand Lodge has the final vote, that's a bunch of BS. Mm. You know, you know, in talking to a Grand Lodge officer, he can only think in recent memory of one time they didn't vote with the Grand Lodge. One time. Yeah, but why was that? I don't know. Oh. Didn't say. And, and he did say that it was because it was poorly handled and they didn't communicate effectively, which I, which I believe. Hmm. Because, you know, but usually it's just a rubber stamp. I mean, how many times have you been to Grand Lodge? Shit. Six, seven okay. times. How many times have you ca- carried the ballots? All of them. Okay. How many times have you voted against something? And, voted, and how many times have you voted for something? Um, I would have to say 60-40 on, on mine. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd say that's pretty, yeah. pretty standard, right? Yeah. So that means most of it passes or is a carryover, which will pass. Yeah. You know, it's very rare that you get the drinking one. <laughs> and that was, you, you know the numbers. What were the numbers? Uh, 850, like 250 or something. It got <laughs> smashed. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, so yeah, you know, is it time to, to talk about this openly and honestly amongst the brethren in this state? Yeah, I believe it is. You know, we've talked about this before. We're not alone. You've taken good men that care, and you've accused them of things. You've sullied their reputation. You've cast doubt on the things that they care about and love. Meanwhile, the guys that you know were before us that were you know embezzling could give a crap about. I'm the one that brought the charges and did that was the I was the prosecutor. They don't give a shit. They were paying themselves. They had lodge credit cards. <laughs> we're eating at steakhouses. Could give a crap. Mm-hmm. And what is they what do they say? Well, that wasn't us. We're the leadership now. Yet they're asking us about two hundred thousand dollars that we have no idea about. And we say, that's not us. That was thirty years ago. We weren't the leadership. And what do they say? We don't care. Well, you're the leadership now. You're the leadership now. So again, you know, there's another double-edged sword. So you know, I talked to a brother that um, isn't active anymore, and we've discussed this, and you and I have discussed this. You know, when somebody asks you, "Are you a Mason?" Yes, I'm a Mason, and I always answer, "Yes, I'm a Mason." Well, I recommend joining a lodge in California. Not at this time. Visit a lodge, see what you like, but would I tell somebody, "Oh, you need to go through the degrees"? I'm going to be your top-line signer. No. Not right now. 
because of the lack of leadership at the highest levels and the stagnation that we have. You talk about stagnation, right? I mean, we were accused of the same thing. Why is the line so stagnant? And da, da, da. Yeah, and, and yet, yet it was in our five-year plan. We wrote it down. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it that we have um, officers that have been there for 15-plus years in the same spot that are salaried, by the way? Mm. <laughs> Which goes back to the other podcast where I said, you know, is it a brother or an employee? That's a whole nother, you know, ball of wax. And again, I'm not saying they don't deserve compensation. And I'm not saying they don't work damn hard. What I'm saying is, is it a brother or an employee? There is a difference. Mm -hmm. We're at 40 minutes. You have any last words? No, uh, no. I, I, you know, I feel pretty confident. Do you have anything you want to go through? No, I think we covered it all. I mean, we covered a charter. You know, why do we need one? We covered what it says in, in the cipher because it's, it's in plain English. Right. But... Uh, uh, you know, the, to say that a lodge's only purpose to exist is to make masons is completely disagree. Uh, yeah, it's it's so much more than that. It's it's so much more than that. It's it's when the time is right and everybody's ready and in agreement. Yes, let's make a mason. But there's way more involved, and to kind of to kind of just pigeonhole it into that, you're well, discrediting. I, I will say class. this. How many prospects did we have before this started? Like 15. Okay. Yeah. How many EAs do we have that we had, had to have courtesy degrees because we got um, screwed? Uh, five. And do they show up every week? Yeah. Can they vote? No. Do they all show up? Yes. Do they all ask questions? Yes. All right. And how many prospects do we have now? Uh, 10. I challenge any other lodge to put up those numbers with what we've gone through. And if we hadn't had our charter suspended, how many would we realistically have moved through by now? Um, realistically, because it's a lot of work. Uh, this year? Let's just yeah. say this year? Yeah. We, probably five. We probably would have made... Uh, five Master Masons? Five Master Masons, because they're, they've already, they're, they're already fellow crafts. Yeah, but, okay. But keeping to our, our, our rule, plan. Our rule of, of maybe 10 degrees per year... Well, plus we, we're dark three months. And we're dark three months, and keeping to that... 10 degrees per year uh, because of the amount of work. So we would have moved the EAs to fellow crafts yes. and five of the fellow crafts yes. to Master Masons yes. this year. This year. But that didn't happen. Well, did actually, it? that would have been last year. Okay. So that we, would have been last year. This year. We would have moved five we more. We would have five more. Another 10. And, and so we would have 10 Master Masons, I believe. I, I believe. I, I, be I agree with yeah. you wholeheartedly. And there's no telling what the pipeline of prospects would have been. Would have, it would have been amazing. It would have been 2025. Yeah, amazing. And they would not want to go anywhere else. I can tell you that because I would send them to well, other Well, look at it this way. And they would not. These guys are getting courtesy degrees fucking at, a local at, at a local lodge. And they're like, we appreciate it and we're thankful, but it's not what I expected. Mm -hmm. And every person that had a degree in our lodge was like completely blown away. Now, they're continuing the courtesy degrees with another lodge, which is a totally different story. And again, we're thankful and we're appreciative. Um, and you've attended and said they did a good job. Not what we would have done, but they've done a good job. Yes. Um, but do they get the same experience that we would have had? No. No. And yet they're still here. Mm -hmm. That says something. How many other lodges have people that they give them the degrees and they never come back? They don't return their obligations. They don't finish their proficiencies. In the... Short form. Our guys learn it in the traditional form. Uh, and they're proud to do it. 
I would say 80, 80% or more, you know, so, have that problem. You know, I, I'd like to challenge anyone to come and meet with us, email us if you choose, talk to Caesar on Masonic Muscle, whatever he'll tell you what Masonic it is. Muscle 357 at gmail.com. And, and, and refute what we've talked about. If you're a Grand Lodge officer, let's do this. Let's put this on Zoom. Mm -hmm. Let's have the conversation. Let's have it like respectfully and clearly and discuss it. Yeah, I'm up for that. Are you up for that? Hell yeah. I bet you some people would tune in. Hell yeah. You know, you know, shirts, coats and ties, not required. Sorry. But, but let's have the conversation. I'm going to have to form a committee to see the viability of that. You know, yeah. let, let's have the conversation about where we think this Grand Lodge should go. And, and let's have it. And I bet you they get a hell of a lot of participation. Let's do it. All right. Sounds good. Let's begin good. to work that way. And with that, gentlemen, we close this session. And thank you for tuning in. And keep on going. These strong sessions are calculated to inculcate in the mind of the novitiate the importance of some doing our passions and improving ourselves in masonry, feeding the attentive ear with the sound of the instructive tongue endeavoring to add to the common stock of knowledge and understanding, effectively spreading the cement of knowledge and wisdom, and hopefully some good will towards exercising. Get out there and get your walking in. Open up your ciphers. Study, memorize, and just do it.